I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You don't understand. Something really bad is about to happen here. This is our retro Avengers review of uh, the Incredible Hulk, uh, the Edward Norton version of the Hulk movie. Yeah, not uh, the terrible Ang Lee one. We're no, not reviewing that. No, the slightly less terrible Edward Norton one. Yeah. Um, obviously, Edward Norton did become an Avenger, and Mark Ruffalo did instead. Uh, Thank God, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know, Ed- Edward Norton might have been a... I can't picture him in the Avengers, that's the thing. I can't... He, re- yeah. rega- regardless of whether, you, whether the uh, the Hulk film was good or bad, Edward Norton is obviously a, a very good, excellent actor. But I can't picture him as, as part of the Avengers. No. Well, we'll talk about this later with Brian Plank, who's joining us for the retro review. Yes. Uh, because I think we'll have, we've got a conversation about Ed Norton and Mark Ruffalo in that, so... Um, stick around for that yes uh, so like we said we will have the retro review uh, the retrospective review with um, myself and Brian Blank and clips from the film as well as the trailer which we're going to lead with now I've got a problem there are aspects of my personality that I can't control it's your shrink it's a little bit more complicated than that. Bruce, trust me when I tell you, I've heard them all. Not this one. We've never seen anything even close to your levels of exposure. That you survived an event like that, it's beyond my comprehension. I don't want to control it. I want to get rid of it. As far as I'm concerned, that man's whole body is property of the U.S. Army. They want it as a weapon. If we let it go, we will never get it back. What was that? There's only one thing that can fight that. It's in me. Maybe if I can control it, I can use it. Okay, so I, I think James has just watched Marvel films. Yeah, I realised actually. I, 
I, I don't... Before, before going to see Iron Man 3, of the new Marvel Cinematic Universe, Phase 1, I'd only seen Iron Man and then the Avengers. And the rest had kind of passed me by. And I know that's quite shameful. But I'm, I'm not a huge comic book movie fan. I, I, I like them. I've, you know, I'll happily go and watch them. But I'm not, I went to see The Avengers because it was a Joss Whedon film. I got really excited about Iron Man 3 because it was a Shane Black film. The actual comic book characters as such haven't, I got excited about Batman because it was a Nolan film. So I, I've kind of come to a lot of these modern comic book adaptations from from that point of view rather than from someone who's a big fan of the source material but i thought well i should kind of watch uh phase one so i didn't realize i've missed so many but i've ended up watching four marvel phase one films uh this week just to try and kind of bridge the gaps fill my knowledge and then I'm, i can watch avengers and it'll make a bit more sense as well uh so first one i'm going to start off with uh very, and i'm going to talk very quickly about them and just jump in with your thoughts whenever you want guys um incredible hulk uh starring edward norton the second as owen rightfully pointed out to me on twitter last night uh the second film of marvel phase one now initial reactions maybe it's because I really liked Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner in the Avengers, but I didn't really oh. love Norton in this. Are we meant to take this as part of Phase One? Because yes, and are we? It's, it's an official part of Phase and One. Are we meant to assume that Mark Ruffalo is is the same as Ed, same person as Edward Norton, and yeah. it's just just take that as it's happened? Yeah, it's yeah, everything that happened there happened. It's a different. It's a, it's a different act to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, um, yeah. And, no, it wasn't bad, and in some scenes he was quite light actually. And one thing that I did really prefer about this film compared to the Ang Lee Hulk was that it was more light-hearted and it did fit. It fitted in with Marvel uh, and you know the recent Marvel films a lot more than the original Hulk film from Ang Lee, and it felt far more like the Lou Ferrigno TV series, which was good. But it, and and I really liked Tim Roth as well because I liked Tim Roth anyway. So having him as the the antagonist that worked nicely. But I had two major problems with this film. First one is Liv Tyler's Betty Ross is the most lightweight woman <laughs> character I have seen in any of the Marvel films. It it is my God. Uh, that is really really paper thin characterization going on there. And I'm sure. The source materials have got a much more fleshed out character. I don't know. Owen, you might be able to. Yes, click. yes, she does eventually. I think what, what what it's struggling with is it's very early stages of Bruce Banner being Hulk, isn't it? I mean, it's not a, it's not really an origins film. Um, no. Which is why it confused some people. I think some people still think of Ang Lee's Hulk being the first Hulk when it's actually completely separate from, yeah. from the rest of the series. Um, but yeah, she's because she's still sort of very new character. They don't really give her a lot to do other than be the sort of damsel in distress almost. Um, yeah. So. But what I did find is, you know, a, a comparison character like um, Natalie Portman's, whatever mm. her name is in Thor, I thought she had a far more rounded character. Um, she was far more, okay, this is a woman on her own terms. She makes decisions. Um, the You know, the fact that Betty Ross and Bruce Banner have a... Uh, a history 
should mean actually they're able to move on quite you know she's already got a solid building block of a characterization they should be able to build on that but it's just a whole oh her dad is trying to capture her ex uh you know mm. lover oh a bit oh um i like the fact that um thingy from modern family was in it as a new boyfriend that that made me smile um but yeah, that that was a big issue for me was how derivative the plot seemed. And actually, it reminded me quite a lot of the most recent Amazing Spider-Man with that dynamic of um, girlfriend, dad trying to catch the bloke. And I don't know if that's really common in comic books or if it's just a coincidence it was in both of those two. But it actually, for me, it's off the same problem that Amazing Spider-Man had in that with about half an hour to go, you're left with two faceless CGI creatures fighting each other and I, I i just i just lost interest i lost interest because it was just it was it was like watching a video game uh, and unlike some of the other films tim roth is a great actor but as soon as you turn him into a cgi monster you've lost tim roth as an as an antagonist and yeah i mean i don't think he features for the last sort of 20 25 minutes of the exactly. film as um as Batman. yeah I think he falls uh, out of the helicopter and that's it then, isn't it? And that's it, yeah. And then and you've got the issue as well where um, uh, Hulk here, it, they haven't, either the technology or the people using the technology isn't decent enough to make him a believable on-screen presence like he is in the Avengers. So, yeah, I, I, I was a bit disappointed by the Incredible Hulk, but it, it was all right. So this is our retrospective review of The Incredible Hulk uh, from the Marvel Cinematic Universe and I'm joined by uh, Brian Plank for this review. So if you've seen this film again more recently I think than I have, um, what did you make of it? Because it's, not, it's probably the, the least well received of the Marvel movies. See, when I saw it first off I quite liked it because it came out after... Iron Man. I mean, I missed the Ang Lee film because that kind of looks terrible. And the bits I've seen of that looked like someone was trying to make a bad film. When I saw it the first off, yep, it's fine, it's good fun, it's Hulk, he's doing Hulk things. But having watched it after the other Avengers films and after Avengers, it doesn't hang up at all. I think Mark Ruffalo is the worst thing that could happen to this film because he and Whedon show you how it should be done. Yeah, I mean, it came, the, the film has a big cast with with Ed, Edward Norton as Bruce Banner and the Hulk, uh, Liv Tyler, Tim Roth, William Hurt. It, it's a it's a heavy cast for the film, but it it just doesn't seem to work in any way. Ross works really well. Uh, Ross is quite okay. Hurt is good as Ross, but Ross doesn't have much to do. I mean, one of the things that the film doesn't work with is that there's no relationships. Um, and Banner and Ross don't really have a link other than he's going out with my daughter, he's my boss, therefore they fight. Thor is about two brothers who want their dad to love them. Iron Man is about being betrayed by your father figure. And Hulk is about that guy's going out with my daughter, and oh, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of that. There's not that animosity, and there's none of that between Banner and Blonsky. That doesn't work at all. Blonsky's just there for fighting Banner, and Banner's just there 
Super wants he's got something to do. And what did you make kind of of, of Edward Norton then as as Bruce Banner? I mean, I know you've said already that that Mark Ruffalo was was the right choice and plays excellently. But, but what do you think of Edward Norton? And do you think if he if he'd kept reprised the role, do you think he would have been a good addition to the Avengers in in a film playing the same character by but directed and produced by different people? Um, I think part of what Norton did was fine. It's kind of I think one of the big differences between Ruffalo and Banner is that the actual character has regressed. I mean, at this point in the Hulk story, Banner and Hulk don't get on. And Banner just wants to shut him down and get rid of it, which means all you have is Banner doing a one-note thing about get the thing out of my body. Whereas Ruffalo gets to do a lot more with it. He gets to be kind of at peace with himself, kind of accepting what the Hulk is, which is a lot more than Norton got to work with. Because Ed Norton's not a terrible actor. He could have done a lot of those things properly if he had a story to let him do that. A lot of the characters in Hulk don't get much to do on a really one note. Yeah, I mean, so do you think if he put into the Avengers and Edward Norton Hulk would have, have been, uh, or Ed, Edward Norton Bruce Banner or anything, been a, a welcome addition, as good maybe as Mark Ruffalo? Or it's quite hard to say, I suppose, but... It, it is a bit hard to say. I, I don't know if Norton does the chemistry that you get with other people well. I mean, you could literally get him to be that thing like you do in the Ultimates, where it's, here's the one guy that nobody likes. Because Norton doesn't play well with others, does he? No. No, I mean, he was... Didn't he try to rewrite this? Like, he, he, wrote, re, he rewrote the script. Yeah, he did come in and make some rewrites to, to the script. Um, because he didn't like it. Was um, it Norton's version that they filmed, or was it their own version? I'm not quite sure from reading up on it. I can't find a kind of clear answer as to... It said that it came in and made some rewrites, um, but it doesn't say, kind of, explain kind of how far they went with it, or how much of his his rewrites, rewrites actually went into the final product. Because assuming he's any good, you'd expect him to write something to give him a bit more to do, other than tapping at a PC and showing off his diaphragm. Yeah. I so, mean, it, it's also said that Norton disputed with the producers over how long they wanted the film to be. They wanted it to be um, over two hours long, whereas the producers wanted it under two hours. Um, that's kind of... You know, so maybe he didn't think the material was was worth... Uh, he, he thought the material, if they'd added in some scenes, was worth stretching to over two hours, whereas the producers didn't. I mean, there must be. You could flesh out a lot of things. Um, the 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 Betty and the Banner stuff. Yeah, she, she gets nothing to do. She's literally there just to be pretty and to breathy, and their relationship doesn't exist. She's of all the the smart female characters in Marvel. She's pretty much the dumbest, and she's a proper biologist who's given nothing to do. The only like when Vanner goes for the removing the Hulk operation, her job sit on his chest, look into her eyes and calm him down. And she's a proper gamma scientist. Yeah. I I suppose in some ways Marvel Studios must be disappointed this one didn't take off as well as the rest, because going into you know, when the Marvel Cinematic Universe began, where considering that Spider Man and the X Men and Fantastic Four had all been sold off to various other studios Hulk was probably one of their, their most recognised and biggest name characters. 
Um, and maybe this film not being as popular as what it what, uh, could have been and the other characters' solo movies taking off so well has meant that we've not really seen any plans for a, another standalone Hulk movie. Yeah, and I'm not even sure how much Hulk we're going to get after this one if you think or if you mm, pay any sort of attention to what's going to happen. Because Ruffalo is, is signed up for a multiple film deal, but you just can't see where he's going to slot into... There's no Hulk film being announced, and you can't see where he's going to slot into any of the other films, except for, obviously, Infinity War, which is another Avengers movie. Are they doing a Planet Hulk? Is that where they're going with them? I don't know if they've announced it. I mean, people are speculating no, they, just based on... Nothing's the, been announced, but based on Civil War, based on where you can see things going. My money, and if this comes true, people can listen to this at the end and say, oh, well done. My money is Banner gets shot into space at the end of Age of Ultron. Or he has to stop a satellite controlling Ultron and then, oh, he can't come back. And we all miss him a lot. Yeah, I mean, that that does seem to have been speculated a lot leading into Planet Hulk. Um, and we'll see if that happens. But like I said, there's got to be something planned for Hulk, just given the amount of films that Mark Ruffalo's been signed up for and the amount of appearances if, not, if that doesn't happen, that you can see him being penciled in for. Although, just because you've signed up for film doesn't mean you're doing much in it. I mean, he's been in two Marvel films already, with Avengers and Iron Man 3. Yeah. And he had a whole six seconds in Iron Man 3, but that's that's going to count on his picture contract. So just because he's up for films doesn't mean they've got big plans for him. I mean, overall, where do you see this film standing in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as a whole? Um, is it, as, as many say, down at the bottom end of what they've produced? Um, yeah, pretty much. There's a saying about writing that you get the first 100 pages you produce are crap, but you have to get them out of your system. I yeah. think this is the one that they do and said, right, so that's it. That's doing it wrong. Let's do it yeah. a bit better. But it should work. I mean, they've got a proper director, like they did with Thor when they got Kenneth Branagh. They've got proper yeah. actors, like they've done with everything else. It's just the script that they had. I mean, you've seen the, the Lego movie. You know how that ends? Yeah. And it's just a kid smashing things around. Yeah. That's basically the Hulk film. <laughs> it's just people being smashed around and nothing means anything. I mean, there's a big fight in Harlem. Harlem's not important to Banner. It's not important to Blonsky. It's just there to serve as a backdrop for smashing things around for no good reason. I mean, there's no threat. I mean, there's a threat in Thor. There's going to be a war. There's a threat in Iron Man 2. People are going to get killed. Hulk is a threat in his own film. Yeah. And it's just, oh, why are you even doing this? <laughs> um, so kind of, I suppose it's kind of a shame in some ways. It looks like it's damaged the Hulk's reputation as standalone films because it's going to take them a lot to to kind of build that reputation up again I suppose to get it to people excited about a Hulk film the fact that he got a reboot after the Ang Lee one says quite a lot about how much they believed in it and the fact yeah. that nothing's happened since then does show the damage there's a long way uptown I think the subway's probably quickest me in a metal tube deep underground with hundreds of people in the most aggressive city in the world. Right. Let's get a cab. Uh, so yeah, just before you go then, Brian, uh, what is your favourite movie from the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I'm probably for Iron Man 3 uh, for two reasons. One is it had a proper lasting effect 
on Tony Stark becoming a one-man Anulagay. He drops a nuclear bomb, he kills millions, and he ends up having anxiety attacks, because you don't just walk away from that. Yeah. And that was hugely important, to see how people can react to this stuff. And the other is the the Battle of Monkey scene. The bit where they, they drop out of Air Force One. Yeah. I have a thing, and it, they do it in Spider-Man 2, about superheroes and people in peril with the time constraint. And that just that massively hits it for me, about what you can do with the the story and the genre, because they're about saving people, not just punching people. They're about making people's lives safe. And yeah. that really worked for me on a huge scale. Uh, and what film are you most looking forward to out of the ones that they've announced? Um, say anything after, anything of Phase 3, so anything after Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. Um, well, I'm not looking forward to Ant-Man that much. I'm kind of looking forward to Captain Marvel. But I, I'm more of a fan of the Brian Reed Captain Marvel than the Kelly Sue DeConnick Captain Marvel. So I think it'll be interesting to see. However, it's not really my one. kind of want to see what they do with Inhumans. Because everyone knows it's going to be Vin Diesel as Batbolt, isn't it? And that's the open secret that we're going with. Yeah. That could be really cool. I mean, it, it, I mean, you're obviously a fan of the comic books, probably more than well, more than I am, because I don't read yeah. them. Um, so, as a comic book reader, do you have kind of a a picture in, of where uh, and do comic book readers in general have a picture of of where they're going with Phase Three? Can they see kind of the story, like yeah, how maybe not exactly because I know they have changed certain things for the movies, but how things are going to play out, a rough idea kind of in your mind of, right, so this film's called Civil War, so this kind of thing's going to happen. Um, you obviously mentioned Planet Hulk, so you can see that mm-hmm. panning out. Um, is, is kind of, you know, is that kind of thing in your mind? Not obviously spoiling what you think is going to happen for people who, who don't read the comics, but you know, can, can comic book readers and yourself see how things may play out? Um, I think so. Based on... I'm actually trying to avoid watching things now because I think I've got most of the beats for Age of Ultron down well, I'm not yeah. sure what they are, but I reckon I know well you have to do this and this and this to get to that point I also know that just because you picked a name for a, a title doesn't mean anything about what it's going to be I mean Age of Ultron the comic book is about Wolverine going back in time to kill Hank Pym so he doesn't build Ultron yeah. nothing like what we're going to get so no, no know, for some of the bits that yeah. like you can you can guess and there's things tied together. We're going to get a Guardians and Avengers crossover has to happen at some point because yeah. it's printing money. And what yeah. can also be happening is as Evans and Hemsworth and Denny Jr. become more expensive, you rotate them out. So I'd expect to see in the next few years, probably the next, like Avengers 3, might not be our Avengers. Yeah, we'll get like a War Machine and a Falcon and the new Captain Marvel and a Black Panther and a Vision, uh, Doctor Strange. Yep. Yeah, that, that um, does do much yeah, they're, they're, they're certainly introducing a lot more characters. So I suppose they can rotate those op- those people in and out and and bring them back for for I suppose the the big payoff. And if they do well. They've got the Netflix people as well, don't they? So they can just call up, yeah. call up Luke Cage or Daredevil or whoever they want. It's certainly an exciting time for 
for Marvel, and they've not they've not had many misses yet. Although Hulk does appear to be one of them. Uh, the first bit of Shield was iffy until Winter Soldier. Yeah, was taken off, and that's also going to make the Inhumans movie more of a big deal because it's it's setting it up in quite a big way. Uh, well, yes, thank you, Brian, for joining us for this look back at the uh, Incredible Hulk, the second movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Thanks very much. The Failed Critics Podcast is presented by Steve Norman and Owen Hughes, created by James Diamond, with original music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, remixed by James Yule of JamesYule.com. You can find us at failedcritics.com, on Twitter at failedcritics, and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash failedcritics. Thanks for listening. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com